a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is indeed James Golden, a.k.a. Snerdly, with you here this afternoon. If you would like to be part of our radio program, yours and mine, simply give us a call, 800-848-9222, That's all you have to do. We'd love to hear from you. We will be speaking with Mark Stein, America's undocumented anchorman, as we will every Tuesday, pleased to say here. Uh, and there's so much to discuss. Let's start right away with this story that ran on the Hollywood Reporter today, the headline, Paul uh, Pearl Harbor Turns 80. Carol Lombard was Hollywood's first World War II casualty. Now, for those that don't know, she was the wife of then-Hollywood great Clark Gable. She, along with 21 others, died on a flight after um, the flight was in connection with the war bond tour that they were doing to help raise money for uh, America's during World War II. And I, I started with this because I want it is Pearl Harbor Day. Pearl Harbor, it, the attack on Pearl Harbor, Sunday, December 7th, 80 years ago today, beyond most of the time when many of us were around, not many of us in, in our country remember it the way we remember 9-11, and those memories are fading fast. And Pearl Harbor is a day that should never be forgotten in American history. Um, the story that I read, I read a, another story, I think it was the, it was either in the Times or the Washington Post or something, and in that story they said the unprovoked attack. Well, that's not quite accurate. We had an oil embargo against Japan during the war, and that was what Japan used as the pretext to attack us. Um, J- Japan, of course, then joined with the Axis powers. The reason all this is significant, folks, is if had, had we lost World War II, the America that you know, the world that you know, would not exist now. This was an evil beyond, beyond comprehension by to, even today's standards. We look at Al-Qaeda, we look at ISIS, we look at uh, some of the other conflicts that we've had since then. But I, I'm here to tell you, all of those conflicts pale in comparison to the worldwide World War II, which I think was, if if I'm not mistaken, took place in over 100 different theaters of action in the, in the world. I've forgotten the exact number now, but it was massive where the, the fighting took place. And inspired by, of course, Adolf Hitler and his evil Third Reich, this movement of the Nazis could have made this world such a horrible place for everyone to be living now. And it took a massive effort of the Allied forces to overcome. Europe was overrun. America, of course, our our mainland, although we took a few hits, was not really severely threatened during the war, of course, out of World War II came the atomic age. We had to drop two atomic bombs to force Japan to surrender. But this story today in The Hollywood Reporter also shows another time in America, and that time was when Hollywood actually supported 
America, the mainstream of America, and they weren't an outlier. So Hollywood was totally behind the effort, and in fact, Hollywood celebrities gave a lot of themselves to help America survive. So if you're interested in looking at that story, please, it's in the Hollywood Reporter. It is a look back that is well worth reviewing. Carol Lombard, Hollywood star, wife of Clark Gable, and 21 others gave their lives near the beginning of the war to help raise money for the war effort. Of course, there's other news today. Joe Biden, Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for federal contractors has been blocked nationwide, which is a good thing. That ruling from a federal judge in Georgia, nationwide injunction preventing the Biden administration, the U.S. government, from enforcing a COVID-19 vaccine mandate on federal contractors. That is good news. Let us see whether this will be the case that will take this and these other unseemly mandates to the Supreme Court. Omicron updates. ABC News. As COVID-19 pandemic has swept the globe, more than 5.2 million people have died from the disease worldwide, including over 790,000 Americans, real-time data. And all this goes to lead to the point that right now this Omicron virus is not nearly as dangerous as we were led to believe in the very early days when the Biden administration sought to discriminate against African nations by forbidding Africans to travel to America. We had on this program last week former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who has a book out about his experience as Chief of Staff, He told us last week in response to headlines by CNN and others that no, he was not turning on Donald Trump by agreeing to try to cooperate with this January 6th kangaroo committee hearing. Well, that's come to an end today. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows says he's no longer going to be cooperating with the January 6th committee. He tried to work it out, he said. We've made every effort over the many weeks to reach an accommodation with the committee. Terwilliger, that's his, uh, George Terwilliger, Terwilliger, his uh, attorney said, they were looking to appear voluntarily. They fought a good faith effort to try to, uh, to work with the committee, but that's come to an end. It's a hack committee. It's not, they're not interested in any truths about January 6th. All they're interested in is using it as a political bludgeon against Republicans. Meanwhile, there was a report today. A judge has set a trial date for Steve Bannon of July. I believe it's July 18th next year. Is that correct? Yes. July 18th. If this trial comes to it, Steve Bannon will be the first person prosecuted since Watergate times of contempt of Congress. And every Republican and everyone that loves freedom 
ought to get behind Steve Bannon and demand that this case either be dropped or that he be found not guilty. This is an outrage that they're even trying to, it is a political persecution. And Democrats need to be reminded that they will not be in in power forever. And by persecuting Steve Bannon like this, they are opening up the door to have every Democrat elected official suspected of doing anything that Republicans say they do hauled before the court system through their corrupt infiltration and takeover of the Department of Justice. Yeah, I said it. There was a provision requiring women to register for the draft. It was in the current defense bill. It was. It's not now. So much for equality. So we hear so much about equity, so much from the left about how women are equal and equal this, equal that, equal this, equal that. Well, the bill would have made men and women equal when it comes to registering for the draft. It's gone. So equality, when we want equality, I'm not talking about women. I'm talking about liberals. When women claim they want equality for somebody, I don't care who it is, then they raise holy hell. When they decide that it's in their best political interest not to push for equality like this, they don't. Democrats and Mitch McConnell have come to an agreement about the debt ceiling. The way they're going to handle this debt ceiling deal is set up a one-time process which will bypass the need for 60 votes. That way the Democrats can get their debt ceiling and a lot of Republicans can still vote no. If you're waiting for an Amazon package today, it may be delayed. Amazon and all of its services are down for thousands of consumers worldwide. Supposedly it was some kind of a software issue. Amazon Web Sources, Amazon Music, Prime Video, Alexa, Ring, Amazon Web Services, all started having problems at about 10.40 a.m. this morning. It is affecting their delivery operations everywhere. Joe Biden's corrupt DOJ suing Texas for gerrymandering, claiming that Hispanic votes are going to be hurt with the new maps that are being made with redistricting aftermath of the census. Let's see if they go to states like Maryland, where Democrats are gerrymandering like crazy to make sure that Republicans don't gain power. Will they? Highly doubtful. Very doubtful. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will be joined by America's undocumented anchorman, the one, the only, the brilliant international celeb, Mark Stein. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Don't you dare go away. Back after this. Bo Knows Politics. 
and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. I recognize that pity voice. Why? Why, that's MJ. That's young MJ. I'm the Jackson 5, bringing us back here on 77 WABC. And we have with us America's undocumented anchorman who has a Christmas album of his own, I believe. (laughs) Uh, That is true, James. I'm not sure my version of Santa Claus is coming to town uh, did as well as Michael Jackson's, but I do sing a very long note right at the end of it. I, I uh, hold it for whatever it is, uh, 12 bars or something. I sucked in a lot of air, and uh, on that final town, uh, I hold it for... You can drive, if you're listening in your car, you can drive three and a half miles while I'm holding that last note. <laughs> okay, start of <laughs> You are oh just. God. It's not as high as Michael Jackson's. Uh, I hope not. I, I, uh, I have to. I, I have to get a tighter pair of trousers to get up that high. Yes. Yeah. Well. Indeed. So, Mark, there is a story in of all places. I did not expect to find uh, this story in NPR. I mean, NPR, known for you know, commie, yeah. commie, socialist stuff. But the story asked the question. Why is the Biden administration increasing the cost of building houses? I, yeah. Yeah. What it's gives with that? It's interesting, isn't it? They, they, what happened, I think, is that a lot of people fled from uh, America's dysfunctional cities. And for certain types of jobs, it doesn't make any difference. If you're, I, I mean, I'm just talking like New Hampshire, for example, is full of people from Massachusetts who tried to make, uh, who've decided to make their hunting cabins their permanent homes. And likewise in Vermont, you know, a lot of nice little shishi Manhattan couples decided to make their weekend homes their permanent homes. You can't buy anything uh, in northern New England at the moment, like, you know, some rusting double wide uh, 200 yards from the uh, Canadian border is going for $1.8 million in Vermont. It's crazy. You just can't buy anything. And at the same time, there's no point buying a plot of land because lumber is so expensive that you can't afford to build your own home. So uh, that's, I mean, that is one of the critical features of how easy it is to live in a society. Can you buy a nice lot in a criminal uh a non-criminal part of town, and raise three children. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, I'm being serious here. That affects everything. You know, right at the moment, I think it was last year, we had the worst uh, fertility rate in American history. Americans have given up having children. Well, to have children, you can't be living in a one-room studio apartment. You've got to be able to have a room to put the kid in, otherwise it's going to drive you nuts. And uh, and as I said, to it's now more expensive than ever to right. buy a house, so you can't have a family. But uh, I was, so, but, but, oh, oh, that's why we need to import all these Afghan translators and Ukrainian <laughs> translators to do the jobs Americans won't do. I mean, it's all connected. 
Well, you said, see, you, what you said that actually made me laugh was in a non-criminal part of town. Yeah. Democrats, the party of smash and grab, have made sure that there are no towns, at least in blue areas, that are safe anymore. Look at this guy, the the godfather um, that they all raved yeah. about in, in L.A. This guy's extremely wealthy, lives in a beautiful part of town, smash and grab. They killed his wife. Right. And right now there's a story. I saw another story somewhere. The headline blew me away because it's like uh, crime. These people in, I'm paraphrasing the headline, crime finally comes to the wealthy areas. And it's like, really? Are we celebrating this? This well, is- I think uh, I, I don't think in the fullness of time Democrats will, because Democrats' whole theory is that they can the the, the limousine liberals' worldview is that he can always insulate himself from all the uh, evil pathologies he looses on everybody else, all the losers out there. So you say, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to let criminals out with no bail, and the next thing they do is murder your grandma. But it's not the limousine liberals' grandma. And, and that's what's changed about this. I mean, you're now having people getting sucker-punched uh, on Fifth Avenue in, in broad daylight. You're getting people shoved in front of the subway train uh, at stations in the heart of the metropolis. That's what's changed. You can't insulate yourself from this stuff anymore. So now people have to wonder whether they can afford a house. And in all of this, Joe Biden's Commerce Department doubled the duties on softwood lumber, which you need, which, yeah. by the way, we import from Canada. That's right. I don't understand why we just don't take over Canada. You're, they don't <laughs> have that many lose. people there. Look, I, I, I don't like to do this, James, but you saw how Afghanistan went. They're, they're goatherds <laughs> with fertilizer. Now, you, if you want to take over a huge country uh, full of people who eat poutine and play curling and like riding around on moose and doing all kinds of stuff that's even weirder than the stuff in Afghanistan, if you feel, okay, uh, Afghanistan, the Afghanistan fiasco, that was six weeks ago now. We're ready to invade somewhere else. I don't think that's such a good idea. <laughs> you may have a point there, especially with Biden. When Trump gets in, maybe we should revisit it, um, if he gets back in. Um, but so, so all of a sudden, we hit Canada with this softwood tax. We doubled the duties on it. And so it's just driving the price like crazy. Why? Why would they do this? I don't think they – I honestly don't think – they think these things through, except in this sense, that the Democrats genuinely believe, for other people, not for Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden has got an amazing real estate portfolio, considering he's just been doing a government job for half a century. Um, but for other people, they actually don't like the idea of, uh, as I said, a nice-sized lot in a non-criminal part of town. They think everybody should be living like the Japanese. You should be in small apartments, uh, because that way it reduces your carbon footprint and all the rest of it. So to someone like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the fact that you can't afford to get your first foot 
on the home ownership ladder is a good thing to her. She thinks she thinks that's great, and they think they 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 work backwards in this way too. So if you made the point that I just made that nobody wants to start a family when you're living in a, a one room apartment, they'd say, "Oh, that's a good thing. Don't have any children. That way we can save the polar bears." Oh, underlying everything they do which seems insane, is the fact that all the energy in the party is with the, the side of the party that thinks economic growth, home ownership, affordable family formation, all this stuff is just, uh, all these things are bad. Okay, turning, turning our attention overseas. Today was this big summit. President Biden could his, get, couldn't get his mic on, the, and the geniuses at the White House can't figure out how to work Skype or Zoom or whatever it was. <laughs> Um, but we we're supposed to have this big summit between Biden and 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 uh, and Putin. And Biden was going to be tough guy. He was tough guy. Oh yeah, yeah. You're building up all these troops on the Ukraine border. If you dare do anything, we're going to hit you with sanctions really hard. I guess Putin's scared after all that, is he? No, Putin isn't at all. And in fact, Putin's minimum demand, I think. And I, I, you know, this is a this is a reasonable thing in the circumstances. All this talk about Ukraine becoming a full member of NATO, there isn't. You you could walk out on the street now, and and you couldn't find one in a thousand people who think it's in the American interest to go to war over Ukraine's uh, national integrity, which is what NATO membership would require. And if, and if things had gone the other way, by the way, since you're so eager to invade Canada these days, imagine if the Cold War had gone the other way <laughs> and, and Putin had uh, decided to let Canada join the Warsaw Pact. Oh, no. I mean, that's, that's yeah, no, no, no. That's basically, happen. or Mexico in the Warsaw Pact. That's basically how Putin looks at it. And so Putin's minimum demand is that, you know, Ukraine should be a, uh, like Finland during the Cold War. It was, Finland was basically a Western nation, but that wasn't, uh, too ostentatiously Western, uh, in order that it didn't upset the Soviet Union. And the idea that NATO is a useless organization, I mean, uh, Afghanistan is principally an, an American fiasco, but it was also a NATO fiasco. It's nothing to do with NATO going running around Afghanistan. Um, but but the idea, NATO, if anything, should actually have a, a smaller, more clearly defined role than just opening it up to uh, anyone who wants. You, you know, the Ukrainians who, uh, when when Ukraine applied for membership of NATO, as I said, that is the that is basically the equivalent of you waking up, switching on the TV, and finding that Justin Trudeau has applied to join the Warsaw Pact. Yeah, I, you know, I, you make a point, you have a point. Okay, last last story. Apple apparently made a deal with, well, who doesn't make a deal with China de these days? But, <laughs> but, <laughs> I know I'm making mine. <laughs> Tim Cook apparently made a deal to help China grow their economy. I wish he'd do it here. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, he's employing like one percent of one tenth of one percent of Chinese labor to make all the Apple products mm -hmm. over there. But he made a deal with them for multi billions of dollars to help their economy. How should Americans look at that? Well, I don't think these come. I mean, I think increasingly the world is controlled 
by half a dozen woke billionaires. And nominally, they hold passports from somewhere or other. But they're entirely post-national. This idea uh, that Apple is a kind of American company, I mean, you know, I forget where it pays taxes. It, it either pays taxes in Ireland or it does the what they call the, uh, I think it's the double Dutch with a, with a twist of Bermuda where you route it through a couple of extra companies and you pay, pay even uh, fewer taxes. But essentially, these are global enterprises and uh, they're deeply embedded uh, with, with the Chinese. I, I had a conversation with a French foreign minister many years ago in which he said he hated the term globalization because as far as he was concerned, globalization meant Americanization, which he loathed. And he got it completely wrong, because it doesn't mean Americanization, it means uh, Chinification or whatever, so that we have Hollywood and, uh, and the big American sports, essentially they're creating product for their most important market, which is China. China this year overtook North America as the biggest film market. So you have people who look American, they play, the, they play American icons like Superman and Batman, uh, uh, but in fact they're operating with, uh, with a, a priority given to China because China's most important to them. And it's the same for Tim Cook. Uh, all his products are made in China, and increasingly that means that, uh, that giving priority to Chairman Xi over the tottering nitwit in Washington or to any other uh, Western leader, it, it, that's his priority, kissing up to Chairman Xi. These aren't American companies in any meaningful sense. They don't pay tax here. Their markets are global. And increasingly, uh, wherever these guys happen to be born, they're, they're entirely post-national figures. Mark, where can people find you on TV? And if one wants to search out your Christmas recording, where can one find that? Oh, you, know, you can find that at uh, Amazon and uh, Apple and all those places. And I will say this after listening to Michael Jackson, that uh, I did a disco version of Marshmallow World, and I make no great claims uh, for my recording career, except I will say a lot of people try to make Christmas disco singles, and that is one of the best. I would rank mine among the very best I Christmas think we're disco have to play singles. It here. And where do we find you on TV? Uh, I'm at gbnews.uk, and uh, I'll be on air this Friday. Oh, and actually, that's quite a big, uh, we've got quite a big American guest coming up on that. What do you have? Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give that away in case okay. uh, you know. In case he cancels and uh, we have to uh, make. But it's a Rachel big. Maddow it's a big name. It's a big yeah. Rachel Maddow. It's a big name. <laughs> yeah, I still say we should take over Canada one day when we have a real. Anyway, Mark okay, Stein. War of 1812, the rematch. You're on, James. Okay, Mark Stein. We'll speak with you next Tuesday, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, James. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, here with you. If you want to be part of the program, we have some time left. We are going to take your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222, and we're coming back right after this. Is that what this is, Rich? Christmas in Hollis? You betcha. Oh, yeah. 
Well, you know I'm from Queens. You know I grew up in Hollis, Queens, St. Albans, Queens, Jamaica, Queens. And these are my homies from Queens, Christmas in Hollis. Yeah, Christmas in Hollis, there's your Christmas as we celebrate the holiday season here on WABC Talk Radio 77. You know, uh, we talked the other day about how our representative from Queens and the Bronx, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, has decided that all these stories about crime, all these smash and grab, oh, they're not true. They're not true. She's not the only denier. Uh, the district attorney of Philadelphia, Krasner, there, Larry Krasner, said that his city is not being plagued by crime. Now, get this. In Philadelphia, there have been over 400, over 400 homicides just this year. That's like a 40-something percent increase. And we have all kind of crime breaking out. And he says, we don't have a crisis of lawlessness. We don't have a crisis of crime. We don't have a crisis of violence. Okay, sure, sure you don't. Ask the over 400 dead. In New York City, a man with an extensive, this is from BizPack Review today, a man with an extensive rap sheet allegedly beats two New York City women after being released He was arrested and then set loose again. Here we go. And they just keep on coming. The hits just keep on coming. L.A. residents are rattled. They say they have never seen anything like the criminality that is happening there. This is is an American Wire News story, American Wire News. And this is regarding the aftermath of the death of philanthropist Jacqueline Avant, who was killed in her Beverly Hills home in a home invasion. Violent crime rates in L.A. have been rising for the past two years. Car thefts up nearly 53%. Homicides up 46.7%. There's a website called uh, Conservative Treehouse. It's a blog, I guess. Or Anyway, they did a story on a media alert that is basically saying, hey, folks, you have to deal with the rules of the safari when you're going into Democrat Party strongholds. And they're warning people, they're giving them steps how to avoid getting jacked, carjacked, keep your windows up, your doors locked. Make sure your car has anti-theft or GPS for tracking. Know your surroundings. Avoid getting boxed in, boxed in between cars. Keep your cell phone in your pocket. Speaking of criminal acts, 10 Antifa members have finally been charged for attacking pro-Trump protesters in California. That was in San Diego. We shall see how that transpires. Uh, let's head to the phones, Rich. We, it's time. Where do we start? All right, James. Good afternoon. Let us begin in Pennsylvania and say hi to Julie. Julie, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you today? Hello. 
sir. Fine, fine. I was just listening to uh, you talk about Hollywood and how Hollywood has basically bit the hand that fed them because their rise came during World War One and World War Two during the silent film era. And then all the, the guys that went off to war, they went with pictures of Hollywood women. And how in the world can they have become so elite to think that we were the ones that bought the, the, the movie tickets so that they became wealthy? And it just seems so ironic. <laughs> it really does. And that was the first story of the day, pointing out that Clark Gable, the, one of the biggest Hollywood stars in histories, in, in our history, lost his wife, um, who was supporting uh, the war movement, trying to raise money for war bonds. And this story today on the 80th anniversary, it was in a Hollywood Reporter, on the 80th anniversary of today of Pearl Harbor. And back then it was a very different Hollywood. They supported America's interest. They supported the fighting men and women. They did not rag on America. Instead, they supported America. So when I saw that story today in Hollywood Reporter, I'm like, wow, what a difference Hollywood today and Hollywood then. Now, now they're the enemy of the people who fed them, who made them what they are today. And and it's time for us to cut them off and let them go wherever they wish because they don't deserve our money anymore. <laughs> well, you well said, Julie. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. Where are we going next, Rich? No, oh, we're going out west to Reno, Nevada, and say hi to John. John, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. What's on your mind this afternoon? What I wanted to talk about was California crime. I left California seven years ago. I had been there for 15 years. In 15 years, I was assaulted and violently robbed five times. Whoa. Uh, one time, a cop came up and punched me for no reason. Uh, when I went to court one time, cop lied under oath. Um, the place is out of control. The people are out of control, and the authorities that run the place are out of control. Uh, it was very good to get out of there. Um, they have a serious problem. Uh, many, many people in Nevada are ex-California people that left because of the crime problem. Uh, how they can stop it, I do not know. It gets worse and worse. Well, apparently it is getting worse. And now, according to one story, it has finally, finally reached the wealthy in Hollywood with this home invasion that took the life of an elderly Hollywood icon. And people are rattled. But this crime is happening in every blue city across America. The Democrat Party is the party of smash and grab, of let the crooks out of jail. And we see this lawlessness spreading everywhere from the southern border all the way through every single blue city in America. So I'm glad you got out and find and found safe refuge in Reno, Nevada. Thanks for the call. James Golden, WABC. We will come back. We have more calls slated to take today. So if you are on hold, stay on hold. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, is on 77 WABC. We know that. That's Mannheim Steamroller. Bringing us back here on WABC as we're in the midst of the holiday season 2021. 
Okay, you see today Amazon web services are down, going to affect deliveries. This is why I've been saying all along, do your shopping. Look, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just offering a suggestion. If you, I, I'm the worst. I usually wait until Christmas Eve because I figure everyone's going to be home wrapping up gifts and all of that stuff so I can go to the stores. I won't have to put up with a lot of crowds. I'll be able to park and get parking without walking three and four miles to get to the mall or whatever. Not this year. It's like, uh-uh, let's get this done early. We've got supply chain problems. We've got all kind of problems. If you are still insisting on procrastinating, hey, hey, good luck with it. But you might want to consider doing your Christmas shopping now. And one more thing to consider, rush on the radio. I was on today with Glenn Beck, and I wanted, it, it, we had a wonderful conversation, Glenn Beck and I. It's my first time speaking with him, actually. Um, and just a wonderful time tonight. Later on, keep that WABC app with you no matter where you go, but you can also catch me a little bit later tonight on Fox Primetime with Tammy Bruce is hosting, and so I'll be on with her in the 7 o'clock hour sometime. All right, telephones, where do we go, Rich? Let's go to Silver Springs, Maryland, and say hi to Victor. Silver Springs, Maryland, one of my favorite places in the country, that area of Maryland. How are you, Victor? I'm doing fine, and uh, I've talked to you several times when you took my calls to Rush Limbaugh. Uh, I'm blind, and my sighted friends and my fiance are telling me that it's getting too dangerous for me to go outside uh, alone now, especially trying to cross streets where the drivers just more or less ignore the traffic lights. And I remember explaining to Rush one time why the electric cars are so dangerous because the blind can't hear them. Right. No, they're there unless um, they uh, speed up a little bit. Wow. Well, listen, you are your friends are probably right. The, every blue city right now is experiencing. I don't look. I don't want to be an alarmist. I think people should live their lives, but at the same time, we have to be cognizant. I worry. I have a friend that has to travel occasionally, and I got to tell you, I just worry every time she's away because it's like you never know in these big cities. I have other friends that live, for instance, in Ohio. One of my friends is in Ohio. I worry about her because she's out by herself at times that she shouldn't be, okay? These blue cities are hellholes, and this is what the Democrat Party has done to America. If you have to have your friends telling you we're worried about you, pay attention to them because they're not worried unduly. Things are in that regard in these cities getting worse. So please be safe. Be safe. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy. Where do we go next? And thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Victor. Next up is Mary Beth out on Long Island. Hello, Mary Beth. How are you? Hi, James. Um, my best wishes to the gentleman who just called, and I do hope he heeds your advice and the advice of his friends. Um, I don't know. This this is getting worse and worse, and any loss of any life is horrific. But I have to tell you, when I read about Mrs. Avant and what a special, kind woman she was, no one had anything negative to say about her. She was a real philanthropist. 
Why does right. something like this have to happen to her? It's And what are they doing in California about this crime? And what is the mayor saying? Nothing. The mayor's not, as far as I know, not saying much about it. I mean, they tell you how sorry they are for the loss. But what are liberals doing about the crimes in all these cities where their lawlessness, where their criminal so-called reforms have prompted these waves of lawlessness? Look, Democrats support lawlessness at every step. They support it at the borders. If you can't even control your borders, you don't want to, how are you going to defend your cities? And then they ship all of these illegal immigrants all over the country in the dead of night. And I'm not blaming the illegal immigrants for the bump in crime. I'm saying it's lawlessness. When you have district attorneys saying we're not going to prosecute you if you go and you steal up to $1,000 worth of goods, what do you expect to happen? What do you expect to happen when you say it's racist to keep people in jail because they happen to be black or they happen to be whatever? So, oh, I know. Let's let them out with no bail. What do you expect to happen? This is all cause liberal wokeness. And the only people that seem to be asleep while all this lawlessness is spiraling out of control are the liberals that are causing it. Where do we go next, Rich? Next, we're going to New Rochelle and saying hi to Ralph. Ralph, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. What is on your mind today? How are you, Mr. Golden? I just wanted to say that being the anniversary of Pearl Harbor today, 80 years ago, people have to remember how we ended that war in the South Pacific by dropping two atomic bombs on two cities in Japan. And I pray every day that we never have a major conflict with any of our enemies because our military today does not have the stones to take care of business and end the conflict like Harry Truman did years ago. Well, Ralph, I got to tell you something. I wonder if it came down to it. And the reason that we did drop those two bombs was because an invasion of Japan was estimated to cost upwards of a million American lives. And President Truman, Democrats, said, screw that, bomb them into submission. After the first one, the Japanese uh, government did not listen. After Nagasaki, they did. And that has been the first, second, and last time that those terrible weapons have had to be used in warfare. And all of us should pray that they are never used again because they are truly horrific. And the weaponry that's been built post-World War II is even more horrific. So let us pray that those weapons never, ever have to be used again. But if they do, we have to have the political will to be able to do what we need to to protect America. New York City, greatest nation in the world, greatest country in the world, United States of America, our great city, the greatest city in the world. I will be back tomorrow, folks. In the meantime, God protect, bless each and every one of you. And we'll be back tomorrow. We are in holiday season here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Join us and see you later. Bye.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 